Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, forecast for today, freaking cold, burr. Uh, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Boy, what a night last night. What an amazing night. I don't know if I can even get to all of my thoughts concerning last night before this gig is up, but whew, did you catch the Emmys last night? My God, what a great broadcast. Boy, the Emmys were fun, weren't they? Old Elton John uh, got a got a got an Emmy last night. He's now an EGOT. You know what you know what an EGOT is? No, it's not a small crane. It's a uh, I mean the bird. That's an egret. It's he's an EGOT, which means he now has an Emmy. A Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. The Emmys were last night. Oh, yeah, and this Iowa thing uh, happened. Um. <laughs> Does it feel like they're trying to slip the award shows in under the crack in the door and make it very... Nobody's making a big deal out of these award shows these this year, man. They're just happening and nobody gives a crap. The Iowa caucuses. Were your caucuses warm last night uh, uh, in the glow of a uh, victory? That, you know, I, I Trump's speech last night, we'll play some audio uh, from it coming up. I don't even call what he does a speech. The talk that Donald Trump gave last night after uh, winning the Iowa caucus and winning them big time. I mean, Christian, am I correct? Uh, he, uh, he had the widest uh, gap. Uh, between the second person behind him in the history of the caucuses, didn't he, did he win every district, all ninety nine? Uh, he missed one. He county missed one county by I think one vote. By one vote, yeah. in ninety nine counties in Iowa last night. I don't know if that was the biggest margin, but it was a blowout. If yeah, this was a it, football game. It was forty four to two. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you know. Trump cleared the table last night. Yeah, he did. Last night was, you know, the final 10 minutes of The Godfather. You know, he was just, <laughs> yeah, he was taking care of business. It's the day of reckoning. <laughs> day of reckoning. And it happened. And uh, I, uh, you know, I went out, I was kind of, well, I'm watching it because I, I stayed up, to, I stayed up to watch Trump speak, uh, which was a, around 10 o'clock our time or whenever that was, 10, 15. And we'll get to what he had to say because I thought what he had to say was amazing for, you know, given that he's Trump. But, yeah, he ran the board last night, and it's interesting to hear, it was interesting to listen, and I even caught some of that driving in today, to hear the usual suspects in the media try to spin this, you know, and try to come up with something negative against Trump uh, based upon last night, and they were really having a rough time. I, I heard one commentator, I think it was on our coverage on ABC, who said, well, there's inherent sexism uh, in Donald Trump's campaign because he said that he's tougher than Nikki Haley, which means because he's a man, he's tougher than she is. So, you know, a campaign run on sexism. I was like, oh, sit down and shut up, man. Holy crap. A sexist campaign. All right. Trump ain't the one hiring uh, their boyfriends as special prosecutors to go after Trump and uh, then uh, using the money he's, uh, he's earning to take your ass on big, big expensive vacations. Right, don't get me this Trump. I mean, it's, it's really kind of pathetic at this point. Now, let's uh, let's talk about what he had to say uh, when he got to the microphone after it was all over, because, yeah, he won handily. And I'm you know, that's even a weak word. It, it was a, it was a pretty big deal. Uh, and we'll talk about some of the entrance and exit polls as well at some point. But he he also, uh, it was a brilliant chess move, and I do believe it was genuine on his part when he came out and talked. And when I say it's it's hard to even describe what he does as a speech because it's not prepared. He talks to you. Uh, he, he, he's got his little piece of paper he pulls out that uh, we, we've heard of this over the years and trey was talking about this a little while ago that you know he he writes a couple of words to remember you know kind of where he wants to go or the main points but it's not scripted he, he's just talking to you and one of trump's talents i believe one of his gifts is the ability to communicate through a tv camera and make you believe and i i do believe in it that it's genuine that he's just talking to you when he's talking to america he's just talking to you and me 
It's, it's very genuine. If he's faking it, he's very good at it. <laughs> and given that he's Trump and he's prone to bluster and insulting people and he's he's got a stand-up comic uh, quality about him, there was none of that last night. He didn't trounce DeSantis. In fact, he complimented both Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Vivek for the great job they did. Said they're very intelligent, talented people. Uh, I, again, we'll play the audio here in a little bit. But uh, said, uh, you know, there might be a place. There's a place. Uh, there's a place for them all in my administration. He didn't trash them. There was no jokes. There was no funny names. Any of that stuff, which you know, the media were just waiting. They were just waiting for Trump to get out there and, and start talking smack. And he didn't do it. Uh, he thanked his wife. He thanked his family profusely. Uh, his The other thing to remember is his mother-in-law passed away uh, while this is going on. And he talked about her for a while. And that kind of got me because, uh, you know, if you're in a long-term marriage, and I know I'm, I'm experiencing this now, I've, I've lost my own mom. So my mother-in-law is now my mom. I, I think of her as my mother. And you, you got some of that from Trump last night. It was a very interesting moment. And as Trey pointed out, he, he, you could see he was you know feeling some emotion there while he's talking about his mother-in-law and her passing. And, uh, you know, wow, it's going to be hard to portray Donald Trump as the great divider. And he's... You know, the MAGA Republicans uh, hate black people, and they hate women, they hate gay people. And here's Donald Trump, after making history, I'm not overstating this, making history in the Iowa caucuses yesterday. And what does he say? It's time for us to come together. It's time for us to come together as Americans. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but only a little, only slightly. Doesn't matter what name, what letter you have, you know, Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, we all need to come together. We got some big old problems to solve here in this country. Uh, I thought it was just an amazing moment with Trump last night. Uh, outstanding. And, and, and the other thing, and maybe you've picked up on this. Now, he, he still will. You know, go into the bluster here and there and name calling and all that stuff. He didn't last night, but, you know, in other times and other campaign stops, he will. But it almost felt like, okay, I, I, I'm done. I bet you guys ran a good race. Uh, I just swept the Iowa caucuses. Uh, the, the battle is won as far as the primaries. And now I'm going to talk about what good people you are and how well you even said Vivek. You look, the guy comes in with 0%. He had 8%. Uh, he made a, a big splash, you know, for somebody who came in with, with nothing uh, uh, going into this thing. No great machine behind him to to campaign for him. He was very congratulatory. And uh, I, I thought it was a brilliant moment on his part. It really, really was. And and it's I've been listening to the other guys or the media guys and how they can spin this because he gave them nothing to work with as far as what they usually are are trying to pounce on okay it was it was conciliatory conciliatory it was uh uh not divisive in any way shape or form we all have to come together it was a brilliant move on his part brilliant speech or talk that he gave it was a class act last night, and uh, when you're dealing with not very classy people like our folks, the propagandists in the media, they, they really didn't, you could tell, they really had no idea how to handle that. That was not the Trump they were expecting. And uh, uh, like your thoughts, whatever you think, uh, how, if you watched the coverage last night and what you thought of Trump, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. And James, maybe when we get back, we'll play some of the audio from uh, from his comments. And then uh, I'll talk about some of these uh, some of the polling that went on yesterday. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. The twenty twenty four race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Twenty one minutes after nine on News Talk five fifty KTSA. We'll get back to talking about the caucuses. Play some audio. In my personal life, I have something. My wife starts, she's going back to college. She's fit. 
40 years of age, and she's going back to college, and she starts her college classes today. She's going for her, uh, first off, her associates, while she's starting a new career as a community health worker. And so, dudes, I've been like, yeah, man, I may be 56, but I'm hooked up with a college girl, man. I'm hooked up with it. So I've been, like, texting her, like, hey, I don't know what she's studying, but have you considered a career in radio? Do you want a tour of the radio station? I think I can make that happen. Because she's a college girl, man. My wife's a college girl. So you're, like, you're, you're hitting on non-traditional student? Uh, yeah, I am. I uh, okay. Am, yeah, and I'm in a position of authority, so that's probably a bad thing. I'll show you. I'll show you the radio station, baby. Maybe you can make communications your major after hanging out with me. Because I'm hooked up with a young and hot college chick. Anyway. Dork. <laughs> you want to tour the station? You want to be an intern? Have you um, seen our van? <laughs> you see the van? Yeah, let me show you the back. Uh, so <laughs> also, another anniversary. I'll just mention that Trey's been here 49. He's been on the air for 49 years. We talked about it on Where in Rima. You've been doing the morning show, what, what is it, 25 years? Yep. That's a rare damn thing. When I first got, 49 years on the air is amazing. When I first got here 12 years ago, well, I started working for the company 14 years ago. I've been here at KTSA 12 years. And prior to that, my longest gig that I'd ever have, and this is the 12th radio station, was like four or five years. Most of my gigs were two-year gigs. When I got here, dude, I was like, please just let me keep this job long enough for, to pay off my child support. That's all I can think of. I just want to keep this job long enough until my kid turns 18. And that was, you know, uh, freaking 12 years ago, man. KTSA is uh, is an anomaly in that sense, in that people wor- have worked here a long time. <laughs> and now I'm one of them. You know, it's interesting. Well, it's a rare thing. You, you also got... Going on, I mean, not currently alive, but easily four generations that know KTSA. Oh, yeah. Easily. The weirdest thing I've experienced here in my time, and this, I, when I was in uh, Bandera a few week, uh, months ago and I did that poetry thing, I had a dude come up to me with a little kid. And he's like, I started listening to you when I was a kid. My dad would drive me to work, and now I've got a kid, and I make her listen to you. And I'm like, you have a kid? And you were a kid when he started listening to me? Holy crap! It's weird. It's all good, man. So, so happy anniversary to Trey. Uh, what? Oh, the caucuses, right? Let's play some audio. Uh, again, I his comments when it was all said and done, I thought were brilliant. It was a victory acceptance speech, is what it was. It was, but he kept he kept it very classy. And again, it's like okay, the battle's over. I always think of like this is odd to bring this dude up, but I always think of Howard Stern. When Howard Stern was younger and he's really just rolling into these markets and trying to trounce whatever guys were there before, like the local guys, he went after a guy named John DeBella uh, in Philadelphia. And I was actually living uh, in Delaware, pretty close to Philly at that point. And Stern would have these, you know, parades down through the t- through any whatever town he's market he's trying to break into, and he's got like a dummy of the local guy hanging from a noose, you know, and crap. I mean, he was. Dude was brutal when he's trying to win, you know, the ratings trip in in, in a new town. He would have coffins and have, he would have funerals. Cof- he'd have funerals for his competition. I'll never forget, and DeBella told this story uh, for years, uh, that once he became number one in Philly, uh, he ended, I think he called DeBella and said, hey, no hard feelings, man. I was just trying to bust into the market. You know, you want a job? <laughs> You want to come over here and work for us? You know, I mean, Trump, it was kind of like that with Trump. It's like, oh, okay, well, I, I, you know, obviously it's over for you guys. You know, you and, and rather than dance on their graves, so to speak, it was like, hey, you, you, you ran a good fight, man. You ran a good race. There's a place for you in the administration. Want to congratulate you on, on you know. D- you notice he didn't bring up Christie, though. Why Christie is a fat oaf, and Christie of all three of them really went after Trump in a very you know insulting way without a lot of content, and so it was interesting how he didn't mention Christie at all, but he did mention Nikki and and uh, Vivek and uh, and Ron. Do you have the audio? From, let's go ahead and take a listen. Everybody, this has been some period of time, and most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout, what a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody 
our country to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. I want to thank uh, some of the great people. We have so many senators. If I go through every name, we'll be here all night, and everybody's going to get angry at me. <laughs> but the senators, the congressmen from Washington, they came down from all different states. I want to thank you very much. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a, a, good, a good time together. We're all having a good time together. <laughs> And uh, I think they both actually did very well. I really do. I think they both did very well. We don't even know what the outcome of second place is. And uh, I see Carrie Lake. Congratulations, Carrie. Yeah. I spotted her, I have to announce, because she's terrific. She's going to be a senator, a great senator, I predict, right? Going to be a great senator. And uh, I also want to congratulate Vivek, because he did a hell of a job. He came from uh, zero, and he's uh, got a big percent, probably 8%, almost 8%, and that's a, an amazing job. They all did. They're all very smart, very smart people, very capable people. I think most importantly, I want to thank my incredible wife, uh, First Lady, I'll say former and maybe future. <laughs> but more important than Melania, I want to thank her incredible, beautiful mother who passed away a few days ago. And she's up there, way up there. She's looking down and she's so proud of us. And I just want to say to Amalia, you are special. One of the most special people I've ever known. Wow. I mean, wow, man. <laughs> if you're some propagandist Yahoo in the establishment media, what do you do with that to make him look bad? 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. at Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 107. One of Sean talking about the caucuses. Quite a historical evening last night. And the phone lines are open if you have any thoughts. 210-599-5555. We were talking about how magnanimous he was. And uh, uh, he was not the Trump I think a lot of people, especially a lot of people on the left, especially a lot of people in the media, you know, were looking for when he's thanking his running mates or thanking the people he competed against on the primary trail and, and he said, you know, they're good people and they ran a great race and I want to have him in the administration. I Have you noticed also, and at first when I, I kind of picked up, first first two, uh, obs- couple of observations as far as just the mechanics of how you run a campaign. Um, it's no surprise to me what happened last night. Um, and he did. He, he ran the board. He, he owned the board. There, it was not a contest. There, there was no contest at all last night. It was Trump's all the way through. And if you look at how Nikki Haley and DeSantis, not so much Vivek. Vivek was always pro-Trump, and I'll, I'll hand him that. Uh, but if you look at uh, uh, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and uh, and certainly uh, that, that talking meatball uh, Chris Christie, um, they ran against Trump. They ran against, we can't let Trump get in again. We, I'm better than Trump. I'll handle things better than Trump. Trump, 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 Trumpity, Trump, Trump. Donald Trump ran against Joe Biden. And this was noticeable at some point. Um, because in the first uh, few chapters, if you will, our first few reels of this primary contest, yeah, it was Ron DeSanctimonious, and he was making fun of him a lot. That's what Trump does. He was talking smack. But at some point, and I'm trying to think, I, certainly it was true of the uh, town hall last week with Brett Baer on Fox, and y- you heard more of this stuff as we moved along from Trump in that he focused on what the issues were, and he focused on Biden. 
immigration we gotta shore up that border we're losing the country the economy gotta do something about the economy joe biden has destroyed this economy world affairs the world is on fire we have more active wars and he said no in certain terms none of this was going on when i was president and he's right but point being he ran against the bad guys <laughs> joe biden we all sort of agree that he's not actually the president right now but you know whoever they are Trump ran against them. Trump ran on the issues. Okay, uh, he let the others, uh, Nikki and DeSantis, kind of scrap it up over him, but he didn't go there. Not not especially not in the last quarter of this thing. And I think that's what won the day. I'll tell you why. And this is why his come together uh, speech worked so very well last night. And he included Democrats in this. So I don't care if you're a Democrat. You just heard it. I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. We need to come together and solve these problems. Um, this is the battle royale. It's 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 all about Trump, but it's it's more about what Trump represents and what Biden represents. That's the big battle. That's that's this is you know we're coming up on the Death Star here in our X wings. I mean, this, this this is I do believe, and maybe some people will think that I'm being over the top here or whatever. If you do, give me a call and tell me why you think that, but. It really sort of is a battle over good and evil. It really sort of is. Because the 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 way you're seeing the world go right now, okay, and I, I have a friend who works in the State Department who told me this years ago during the uh, the Arab Spring. And she said, this is what the world looks like without America. Um, what you're seeing right now is what the world will be and is without American influence. Uh, Putin rolls into Ukraine. China's starting to uh, talk a lot about Taiwan. They're doing all kinds of military exercises. Hamas uh, and Iran roll on uh, Israel. Uh, We've had 30-odd attacks on our own ships and uh, commercial ships in the Red Sea from the Houthis. Um, The world is going nuts because America ain't there to stop nobody from doing anything. This is what the world looks like without America. And depending on how this election goes, you know, and I, if you look at some of the polling from last night, rolling into Iowa, these were entrance polls, 68% of the folks who were polled, and these were all GOPers, of course, but 68% in the state of Iowa believe uh, Joe Biden cheated that last election. He did not legitimately win the election. I think a lot of people are waking up to that. And the reason they're waking up to that is because of how they're having to live. And Trump understands this. I say it all the time. At the end of this road, this socialism road or whatever, this fascism, whatever you want to call it, whatever it is that they want to do to America, at the end of that road, we're all eating out of the same dumpster. That letter won't mean a damn thing behind you. It's not going to protect you from anything. And when it comes to the economy and illegal immigration, crime on the streets, cost of living, this is all very intimate stuff uh, when it comes to people's lives. This stuff has to do with how you are able to live your life. Are you able to pay your mortgage? Are you able to pay your rent? Are you able to pay your bills? Are you able to buy food for your children? You know, Are you able to, to, to make it all happen on a monthly basis? And if you're hurting which most of us are, Uh, that's very personal. And you start waking up real quick to what's actually going on. I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Illegal immigration, it's affecting everybody at this point. Now, of course, you and I see it on a daily basis in whatever neighborhood you live in, in the city of San Antonio. It's everywhere. People out of doors. Uh, migrants everywhere. I mean, you go go down to the uh, uh, the neighborhood there on San Pedro. That neighborhood is being destroyed by this stuff. Uh, a report from the Civil Rights Commission that was issued in or published in 2010. People are starting to look at it again because in 2010, the Civil Rights Commission decided or determined that illegal immigration, the, the people, the group of people that illegal immigration hurts more than anybody else economically as far as their ability to be employed and have a job, are 
African Americans, specifically young African American men. Illegal immigration decimates their opportunities and their ability to to get a job and to earn a living. Uh, if it was bad in 2010, it's a thousand times worse now. Um, we are def. I mean, maybe you agree, maybe you think I'm full of crap, but I I believe we're at a big old crossroads right here. And Donald Trump has been a lot more serious about stuff. And at first, I attributed that to well, maybe the guy's getting hit, you know, every way possible by his enemies. I mean, maybe he's just tired. Maybe that's a lot to carry. But I, I, I after watching him last night and seeing him last week in that town hall, and maybe you've picked up on this, there's a seriousness about him now. And there was a seriousness about him last night. As if to say, or if to communicate, as if to communicate to folks, hey, we're in the soup here. We're in a really bad situation right now, all of us, and we got to fix this. Uh, and and uh, we'll see what happens for me. Will we go to New Hampshire next? But I, I suspect you're going to see more of the same as we get deeper into this election cycle with Donald Trump. I mean, last night he made history. Last night. He truly did. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Let's go to the phones here. Talking about the caucuses. The caucuses. Uh, here's Daniel. Daniel, how are you? Good morning, sir. I'm doing great. I'm cold at 23 degrees, but doing great. Yeah, it's a little, uh, it's a little shippery or cold on there. What are you thinking, man? Well, I'm thinking. Uh, help me educate you here. The Democrats do they have any kind of primaries, or are they just going to wait and throw somebody out there, and all the Democrats <laughs> have to vote for that? You mean once uh, they shuffle Joe off? Well, if they shuffle him off, uh, I've heard uh, conversations about the thing they're going to have an uprising in November, and then. Biden's going to call it martial law and, you know, stay in power. So, you know, how I have no going? idea I, I what they're going to do. I have no idea. All I know is that I'm kind of bracing for some big stuff to happen because uh, I don't think they're going to go easily. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, what do you I think? You the well, I personally think that uh, they're going to have a, somebody come in at the last moment and say, this is our... Uh, new president and we're going to try to put that person in power i don't think so you're saying that they they are going to flout the whole election process and what say because we're in an emergency or a crisis situation that i mean is that what you're saying i think i think that's a possibility but biden will have to be there or pamela will have to be there to take charge and then they'll they'll skirt somebody in there to you know take over I don't know. Well, I mean, it's, I don't know. We'll see. Here's Aaron. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Trying to stay warm. Yeah, yeah we all are, man. What are you thinking? Hey, I was, did you notice that Trump named a lot of people and he knew their names and what they did and where they're from? Oh, yeah, and yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's no way Joe Biden could do any of that. Joe Biden, I, I suspect at this point, barely knows his own name, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm only being sort of funny, but I've seen dementia, you know, in my own eyes. And, uh, you know, there's yeah. there comes a moment where they don't remember who their spouse is. They don't remember who their own kids are. Yeah, just of that, Biden would have some issues just remembering the names, man. Think about that. All right. Hey, hey you have a good day. All right, you too, man. You too. Yeah. Kamala was talking last night. Where was Kamala at a basketball game or something? I don't even follow her anymore. I have too much self-respect for my intelligence. But let's play some fascinating audio from Kamala Harris talking about basketball. When the people are in these stands watching you, be they parents or students they. or kids, you're lifting them up. And people are out here saying, oh, are they saying yay? Or they say all of the things that they say in response to the game. You're lifting them up. Well, not well, if they're losing. joy about being a part of a community. And we need that. 
just so stupid. Do you remember Blazing Saddles? Yes. When they were talking about the townsfolk? You, you could, like, apply that to Kamala. She talks like a talk show host. <laughs> no, she really, it hit me today. She does, in a sense, uh-huh. in that, and a lot of guys do this, where they try to sound really, really smart, and they end up sounding like dumbasses. Like, mm-hmm. she, you could tell that she believes she's really smart. Oh, she believes it, Like, yeah. when she tossed in the be they, be they people sitting over there, or be they people sitting over, I'm so freaking brilliant, and she's an idiot. I'll bet you know, you. moron. She's a moron. I'll bet in private she says irregardless. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Yeah, but that's a word now. They put it in the dictionary. Irregardless is a word now. Yep. That's not a word. Don't tell me the Orwellian nightmare isn't rocking and rolling. How dare <laughs> you question Marion Webster? <laughs> question Marion all day long. I, you know what, with Kamala though, because people talk about you know Michelle Obama being parachuted in. We Ted Cruz believes this. We've talked about it on 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 the radio here. I, you know what, if it if it came down to either Kamala or Michelle Obama, I'd actually be a little relieved if it was Michelle because she's at least intelligent. I don't like Michelle Obama. I think she's hellspawn. I think she's evil. I, I think she's the devil's daughter. I think there's a lot wrong with her. But she at least can form a sense. She's a very intelligent person. Kamala Harris is a moron, man. But if you had to trick one of them to save yourself. Who <laughs> <laughs> would be easier tricked? Probably Kamala. What happened with yeah. Kamala? Very quickly, because I'm almost out of time. Kamala did very well in California. What was she, attorney general? Or yep. what the hell was she? Yeah. She did very well in California because they're so stinking woke. It's like the emperor wears no clothes. They all know she's stupid, but they none of them want to appear to be racist. And so she just applaud and give her standing O's. Oh, God, she's so freaking brilliant. She gets on the national stage, and people are like, God, this chick's stupid. Well, she was sleeping with uh, Jerry Brown for a while. She was. Well, she was building a political resume. <laughs> yep. On her knees. All right, uh, we'll be right back. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Day after the caucuses, we're talking about stuff. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let's just look at a couple of these poll numbers here, the exit polls, entrance polls I did going into this most historic night last night. And it truly was. I mean, we, we live in a moment of big, fat, freaky history. We're, we're there, man. Uh, going into it, 68%, I think I mentioned this last hour, 68% of those polled in Iowa yesterday believe that Joe Biden did not legitimately win that last election. I am one of those people. I, I don't believe he legitimately won that election. Especially not Joe freaking Biden, who, you know, is not a guy, and I know that I, you know, lived in Delaware for a lot of years and and have have been, unfortunately, Joe Biden's been in my orbit for, you know, a couple of decades now. He's not, Joe Biden wasn't exactly a guy who was well thought of, even by other senators. I mean, he's just not. There's not a lot of talent there. There's not a lot of vision. There's a lot of bluster. He, he he has classically been throughout his career an empty suit. That's it, just, you know, he, he's a warm body. He's barely that at this point. And uh, I, I do not believe, it. you look at these ballot dumps in the middle of the night, uh, plus you, you look at the extent to which uh, since then they have been trying to destroy Donald Trump. You, you, you don't go after a guy that hard and that fast and that unrelentingly unless you know your guy is an absolute piece of crap who's got to cheat to win. Um, another number that I thought was interesting from last night, and, and you could, yeah, I listened to ABC and I listened to a few other guys or watched a few other media outlets trying to cover this aspect of it, and they were trying to turn this into a negative because they hate Jesus and they hate people of faith and they hate Christianity. They hate the Jews, too. They hate us both. Uh, and they were trying to hang this around Donald Trump's neck. Uh, 
He he got fifty five percent of the evangelicals in in Iowa yesterday. And classically, Donald Trump does very well with evangelical Christians. Why is that interesting? It's interesting because Donald Trump himself is not an evangelical Christian. He's not one of their own. Um, his faith, I mean, he talks about God here and there, but you don't hear Trump going on and on and about his, about his Catholic faith or whatever faith he is. I think he's Catholic. Apart from a very generic, you know, well, God be with us or, you know, God bless you, you know. Uh, so evangelicals love Donald Trump, though he himself is not an evangelical. Why do you think that is? Okay, on the other side, they don't think that deeply about it. Evangelical bad. Donald Trump, evangelical, the evangelicals, the MAGA hat wearers love him because he's, you know, he's crazy like they are, whatever. He hates women and black people. But why do the evangelicals embrace Donald Trump so deeply? Which they very obviously do. The answer is pretty simple if you're being objective. Uh, evangelicals want what? They want religious freedom. They want the freedom to practice their faith, to live their faith. Donald Trump is the only one talking about freedom and personal liberties and the Constitution. Uh, but it is fascinating to to listen to the pukes on the left try to spin that as a negative against him. Um, I don't know where you are on this. But I think with the bad guys, that's what I've started calling them, whether you, you want to call them the swamp, the political elite, the establishment, yeah, help, just even get more specific, the Democrats. You know, they, they, they hate his stinking guts, uh, but they only hate his stinking guts because he's the fly in the ointment when it comes to their global plans. I believe all of that stuff, too. Uh, but if you break it down this way, Donald Trump is also doing very, very well with black people, with African-Americans, who classically have voted Democrat. And they're peeling off from the Democrats left and right because they also remember when Donald Trump was in office, they had jobs, their neighborhoods had opportunities. They were making more money in those jobs. I I pointed out to you a little while ago that, uh, according to the Civil Rights Commission, uh, as recently, you know, far back as uh, 2010, saying that the people, the community of people who are harmed the most by illegal immigration are, in fact, African-Americans. But, but Donald Trump hates black people, and he hates black women, and uh, that's why he hates Fannie Willis, because she's a black chick, and, oh, he's just so anti-black. And us, all us Jesus lovers, you know, we all hate black people, you know, and that, that was some of the crap you heard yesterday from the media. But consider this. There's Donald Trump saying, I don't, and he said this last night, I don't care if you're white, black, red, yellow, whatever you are, I don't care what letter you have after your name. Hey, we, we got to save this country. we got to come together. This is the guy they claim hates black people. Uh, compare and contrast that idea with a new course being offered at Rice University. Now, tell me, if you're being objective, that this is not inherently racist. It's called Afrochemistry. Rice University, James, where is? Where the hell is Rice? I used to I meant to look that up. Houston, that's in Houston. Okay, that's one of our, but a big institution, right? One of our smartest ones in the state. Yeah, this is a, a, a big honking institution, uh, and they're they're offering up a course called Afrochemistry. The syllabus describes it as such: students will apply chemical tools and analysis to understand black life in America. I'm sorry, I was fairly certain chemistry was sort of the same no matter who's looking at it or studying it or analyzing it. It's freaking chemistry, man. Uh, and there's no exam for the class as well because, you know, black people don't do well in exams because they're, su- they're so stupid and lazy. Same reason they can't come up with a photo ID to vote. Afrochemistry. These are the same people that have said that math is uh, <laughs> is racist. And math is inherently racist. Shakespeare, the great lit- literary works are racist. Okay, education itself, as it's been taught, is systemically racist. This is why we got to do, do away with homework and testing, because it's really oppressive to black people, because, you know, they, they can't do any of that stuff, like pass exams and stuff. Now, who's the real racist in the room here? <laughs> who who is the who thinks 
little of black people. Who who has a dim view of black people? Okay, your average liberal puke Democrat or a guy like Donald freaking Trump and the people that support him. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I, I'm a Jesus freak. I, I, I consider myself a Christian. I don't really have a de- denomination at this point. I'm, I'm kind of Catholic-y. Uh, I'm Catholic-esque. I'm not a full-bore bo- full Catholic. My wife is. I'm Catholic-y. Okay? I'm Catholic-ish. But I, I, I believe very much in, in the faith and the Gospels. I, I do consider myself a Christian. And oddly, I don't hate black people. I, I, I should, right? Because I'm a Christian, I should hate black people. I should want the patriarchy to rule, you know, in regards to the Barbie movie, right? I want to, right, James? I want to keep women down because I'm a Christian, even though the person who tells me what to do is, in fact, a woman. (laughs) You look at the power base in my life, okay, man, the chicks run me, and I'm fine with that. But, you know, again... We had Albert call up yesterday, called me a racist. You know, I'm a racist. I'm not sure why. What was it? Oh, it's because I say the word black weird. Yeah, he says you put two A's in black. Those black people. That makes me a racist. And I must be a racist, too, because I support Donald Trump. And he's a racist. But nobody could ever provide me with any freaking evidence as to how that's true. Well, can you pass Afrochemistry? I don't know, man. I never made it through regular chemistry. (laughs) <laughs> so this is interesting sean it's, what's that you don't even get credit towards your chemistry major with this class <laughs> don't you don't no it's, well, it's uh, not a real chemistry class yes and this lady dr brooke johnson who's teaching it uh got her phd in chemistry from princeton <laughs> and the rice university says that using her uh experience in social justice and oh, God. chemistry i mean checking every box <laughs> Well, and where, you know, I mean, I keep hearing about how Christians hate black people and women. We really hate Mexicans, I, I'm told, I think. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not, I've lost track of who I'm supposed to hate now because I'm a Christian. Just like this horde of white supremacists that are stomping, they're just rolling across the earth. Where's all this going on? Where are all these evangelicals trying to keep the black man down? Do you know where they are? Could you. Let me know where their, you know, HQ is so, you know, maybe I can get involved because I'm a Christian, so I obviously hate black people, too. I'm missing the the mark here. I'm being a bad Christian. So, I, you know, I I think a lot, I think there is an awakening going on here. We talked about this on Where in Rima. I think a lot of people are waking up, but they're not exactly going woke in the way that your average liberal idiot uh, wants people to go woke. They're waking up to something different. And I think a lot of Democrats are waking up, too, because they're suffering this freaking world, too, and this freaking economy and the freaking absurd and twisted policies of this administration. Which makes the media types who try to turn all of this into a negative sound even more shrill and weird. Again, last night I went out to my car and listened to ABC for a few minutes during uh, the coverage last night. Yeah, Donald Trump's a, a misogynist. There's something inherently misogynist and sexist about his campaign because he routinely says he's better than Nikki Haley. <laughs> and he's stronger, so it's because he's a man and he doesn't, you know, us, us Trump supporters, we do. We hate women. Who really hates women in, in the situation right now, though? Who, who, who are the people who are pushing the rights of dudes in dresses over biological women? They're acting like biological women don't even freaking exist. And Donald Trump is supporting the patriarchy. Wow. These are strange damn times, man. 210-599-5555. Very quickly, Alex, how are you? Well, it's a good day, brother. I'm hey. trying to get it together. I haven't been feeling too well, so I'm going to be real short. Sure. Oh. <laughs> Um, I just want to make the connection that, you know, we all have fire hands. We all have what? What's that? We all, basically, we all have a human form. I'm sorry, my voice is kind of going out, but essentially what I'm trying to say, a black bear and a polar bear, although they're both bears, don't have the same diet. So, (laughs) okay. I don't know if that makes sense, you know, in reference to the, uh, the astrobiology, whatever it is that they're talking about. No, if you're teaching chemistry... A black person is going to learn chemistry any different than a white person. It's the same chemistry. 
you know yeah, what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Since we're all, since we're all human. And I think you said that earlier too, was like in relation to like, you know, although that gentleman said that last, uh, this past weekend or last night, um, uh, about how we all need to come together. We're all human. That is true. And like the, the polar bear and the black bear, they don't right. have the same diet, but they they're, they they're both the bears. <laughs> you Rock. go. Thank you, sir. All right, Alex. Thanks, man. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Lloyd Austin is out of the hospital, so we have a defense secretary again, which is cool because we're currently uh, entering into World War III. So it's good that we have a defense secretary who's back on the job. I want to talk about something completely different. This is an artificial intelligence story, and I saw this. Man, I got no good feelings about AI. I just don't. And I can tell you that as far as, you know, my sense of humor and how I go about the funny thing, there are two individuals who are my heroes and two individuals that I stole more from and, you know, indoctrinated or, or, you know, brought into my shtick. And only two of them, and they're my heroes, my personal heroes. They would be Groucho Marx and George Carlin. And, you know, I don't really agree with a lot of Carlin's politics, but his style of humor and the way he went about being funny elevated stand-up comedy to social, I, I believe, social commentary and satire and, you know, true philosopher. I mean, just an amazing intellect, George Carlin. Started off as a radio guy uh, in the early days. Love George Carlin. One of the best things, one of the best gifts my brother Roger ever gave me is that he turned me on to Class Clown when I was like freaking nine. (laughs) Carlin is one of the first comedians I ever heard in my life. I'm a huge George Carlin fan. Well, Carlin's daughter is very upset, and his family is very upset, because an AI platform, and guys, I don't know if you've heard of this, called Dudesy. Do you know what that is? Dudesy is an AI platform that was founded by a guy that used to be on Mad TV, Will Sasso. I don't know who he is. Well, I've heard of him and, and a screenwriter named Chad uh, Culchin. And they have an AI platform called Dudesy. Well, they have created, using artificial intelligence, a new George Carlin comedy special called George Carlin, I'm Glad I'm Dead. And you can watch it, I guess, on YouTube and a whole bunch of other uh, platforms. And the write-up, or when it begins, a robot, this is from the the Fox News article, a robotic voice in the introduction declares, I'm Dudesy and I'm a comedy AI. What you are about to hear is my second hour-long special. Before I get started, I just want to let you know very clearly that what you're about to hear is not George Carlin. It's my impression of George Carlin that I developed in the exact same way a human impressionist would. I listened to all of George Carlin's material and did my best to imitate his voice, cadence, and attitude, blah, blah, blah. So it's not George Carlin, but it's a new George Carlin stand-up special. His daughter, Kelly Carlin, is supremely pissed off. My dad spent a lifetime perfecting his craft from his very human life, brain, and, and imagination. No machine will ever replace his genius. These AI-generated products are clever attempts at trying to recreate a mind that will never exist again. Let's let the artist's work speak for itself. I, I think this is freaking awful. Um, especially when it comes to a singular genius such as George Carlin. Um, AI ain't real. There's a reason it's called artificial. Um, there is a huge intellectual battle going on, an economic battle going on right now, as to who owns the rights to the images created by AI, especially when they involve either people who are living and are not actually creating that content, or people like Carlin who have died and they're using footage left behind to create new material. I think when you do that, 
And I, I'm saying this as a writer myself and as an artist, and I, I consider myself an artist. Um, you diminish an artist's output over the course of their lifetime when you use artificial means to create new material. And and I, I don't like it. I, 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 think you, I, I think a lot of people will like it. I think you'll get to a point culturally where, and maybe even politically, where the people you, your favorite actors, your favorite comedians, your favorite songwriters, you know what? They may not even freaking exist. But there's something really freaking insulting to me about creating new material from somebody who has passed. All right. All they need is a good lawyer. Here's why. They're making money off this Yes, YouTube. they are. They're using George Carlin's name on the page. Ugh. And the voice is George Carlin's voice. Uh, sure. It's not the little dudesy that I've heard that... It actually just, sounds like him? I don't know. Well, I'm sure it does. But come on, this is... There's a difference between doing an impersonation in your act, yes, and then doing an entire act impersonating a person and monetizing it and making money off of you. Yes, uh, I, I, so I, I think the AI people are trying to see how long they can get away with it, and this is so new legally. We're probably studying. Well, it we're in the, in the Netherlands schools. right now, as far as who owns what. We're yeah, kind of in the, the wilderness as far as figuring this stuff out there's going to be a legal class if it's not already up uh arguing ai and lawsuits a whole yeah. well, a whole course go ahead christian For you want to sure. well i'm just thinking that you know because you make a good point it, it is artificial i think you've used the term toaster oven and there, it's this is this is a toaster oven pretending to be george carlin yes and so because it's artificial and maybe i'm taking a you know too simplistic view of this i don't think an artificial christmas tree is as cool as a real one <laughs> and so, it's more true of human beings you know what i mean and, and, it really exactly, is i mean exactly yeah i i don't like it i think it's bad i think this is insulting to anybody that they recreate who is pat like the freddie mercury thing they did a few weeks ago or months mm -hmm. ago yeah yeah i don't like it i think it's bad i think it's soulless and it's going to end up running the world uh 210 <laughs> we'll take a break it's sean on new stock 550 and we're back new stock 550 ktsa fm 107 i'm sean James is actually working on, uh, we, we told you this AI platform called Dudesy has created a new George Carlin comedy special using AI. It's not good. It, it, it is. It's bad. Ready? Yeah, go ahead and, and roll please it. remember, this is me impersonating George Carlin. This is not George Carlin. Now, please give a very warm welcome to George Carlin. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to start off with a heartfelt apology. I'm sorry it took me so long to come out with new material, but I, I do have a pretty good excuse. I was dead. No, that sucks. Yep. Hold on. So technically, it wasn't my fault. If you want to blame somebody, you're going to have to blame God. <laughs> Which we all know is not going to happen. People are always thanking God for the good stuff in their lives. But somehow they conveniently forget that it's the same God who does all the bad shit too. That sucks, man. It's, it's not even close to Carl. It doesn't even sound like him. Nope. Sounds I like some the, the delivery kind of, but that it's got a I little would, of a cadence, but it's not. Yeah. It ain't George Carlin. You can no. tell. AI no. don't smoke cigarettes or drink whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> but you know missing. what, though, <laughs> you know, though, at in a in a very short amount of time, it will sound just like him. Yes. I don't think it will. I, you don't th think so? I think there's always going to be. You know, back to that artificial thing. I might not right. have clarified this earlier. Given the fact it's artificial, it's never going to be human as hard as it tries. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I've seen a lot of, like, people post a lot of AI images online on mm -hmm. Facebook, and I only do Facebook. And, are, yeah, are, I guess technically it looks really good, but there's a soulless, I mean, I can't, it's, I can't even really describe it. There's a soullessness to it. There's a deadness to it, which I just sort of heard with Carlin. Have you ever had to, has anybody ever asked you, would you rather be blind or deaf? <laughs> yes, I've been asked that question. Which one do you prefer? Well, since I'm mostly deaf, I, I guess I'd want to be... I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess 
sight I'd want to keep, I guess. I took blind. Blind, yeah. Yeah, because I had music. I couldn't hear oh, music. Oh, right. Because if you can't hear, we have a deeper, some people argue, you have a deeper connection to that which you hear. I could see that. Than what you see. Because your eyes can be fooled very, and I think, I th- much easier than your hearing. And that's, I think you just said, AI will do a great job tricking the eyes. Right. I don't think the ears are going to buy it, Sean. Well, and I, th- I think there's something else that's fundamentally human about us that recognizes when something isn't that. Yes. And I hope so. Because uh, I think that's a travesty, man. Well, you can't just erase thousands of years well, of I, evolution for a toaster oven. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And someday the toaster ovens are going to run your ass, you know. And I, they're they're also culturally in hist- for, as a matter of history, comedians are you know that's our that's our Socrates. I mean, our comedians yeah. are are social observers, cultural observers, mm-hmm. political observers. And they are invariably of their moment in time. I mean, you can't really separate Carlin out from the times in which he lived, just like you can't separate Lenny Bruce out from the times in which he lived. Groucho, I mentioned Groucho Marx. Uh, they they are of their time, and this stuff stuff just feels really cheap and insulting. Um, furthermore, I've I've been very I'm kind of like the Forrest Gump of I've been very fortunate in my life that I've met. And seen a lot of my heroes. Oh, pretty much almost all of them at some point or another. I saw Carlin in 1990, and I was very fortunate. It it it, it was I was I just started my radio career. I'm working for a little tiny ass local station in a small town. And apparently, what Carlin would do is he would test out new material in small venues. Yep. Which I guess probably a lot of comedians do. So he would go all so, of them. All of them. Yeah. So he went. He did a show at this dinky little community center in Easton, Maryland, in 1990, mm-hmm. and my radio station sponsored it and got him there. And so I got to see it. I mean, it was like a 40 seater room. It was a tiny little room in this community center. And he comes out and he's got. He had note cards on the stool there, on a, you know, like a stool out there, like yeah. a bar stool. And he's got yeah. his note cards, and you could see he's working through material. Uh, and he was brilliant. I mean, I was you know nine feet from George Carlin watching him work out new material, and he was funny. As cr- I mean, he's Carlin. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, the guy is a genius. Was a genius. And so, you know, how do you fabricate that? Don't even try. I don't man. think you. I don't think you. Because, like you said, I got to see him in '96. Very similar circumstances. Radio station tickets. Uh-huh. Although I wasn't nine feet away from him, I right. was way back. But his mystique on stage. Now that you can see, he had the you know long yeah. gray hair by then. Sure. And uh, but you you cannot duplicate the delivery no. or even the mannerisms. No, and there that's called being a human being, and a, yeah. only a human being can pull that stuff off. A machine can't. I just think we're 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 a long, long ways off from Blade Runner, Sean. I don't know. <laughs> I, know you I don't, don't know that we are a long ways off from Blade Runner. Yep. And the idea of human ro- robots that you can't tell from a real human being. I think this stuff is going to become so seamless. Just technically, you won't know. You really won't be able to tell the difference. And I think once we get there, it's not going to be a matter of just bringing dead people back to life or whatever, or putting dead people in movies again or what have you. They're going to create new people that don't freaking exist. And and I think that's where it's going to get kind of weird and dicey. That's when you're going to get Blade Runner-y. <laughs> well, we already have it. It's that Instagram model who's an AI. Oh chick, God, yeah, and she's got tell. millions. Yeah, there you go. Yes. There you go. And she doesn't freaking exist. But she's not coming to your house either. I know, but you know what it is? It's like as a species, <laughs> if I can take it to that place, uh-huh. the obsession with artificial intelligence is kind of like sawing at the limb that we're sitting on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a bad idea. Bad idea. We went through this with TV. We survived. We went through it with the wheel. I know, but there was still you know? always a separation. There was never it replacing us in, just, in such a fundamental way. I don't know that it's... I, I see, like, like uh, James was saying, a lot of lawsuits in the future. Oh, yeah. We're in the Wild West here as far as AI. Yes. they got to figure out the legality of this crap. I, I think if it's your voice and you're 
yeah. template or your algorithm. You should own that mm-hmm. crap, absolutely. Right, and I think that there's going to be a mass rejection of a number of applications for AI. Maybe. I mean, Trey points out on the, we talk about this on Wear and Rhyme a lot that younger people are sopping this stuff up. They, you know, they're they're loving it. So I think that's the the audience or the market that's really going to glom onto this stuff. I just don't think it's good because at some point the toaster ovens will start making decisions for us, and I think that's a <laughs> going to be a bad idea, man. So we'll see. Two one zero. Good luck with that. Two one zero five nine nine. I did cut my teeth on the ter- Terminator and Blade Runner and Philip K. Dick novels, oh, yeah. and and so yeah. I'm I'm yeah I've got a really bad feeling about this stuff. Right. So we'll see. Uh, it's going to be great for porn though. So for all you porn heads <laughs> out there, you're going to experience porn <laughs> like you've never experienced porn before. My God, this is going to cause the porn industry yeah. to you know leaps and bounds. You think porn is good now? You just wait, buddy. All right, two one zero. That's wait. what technology ultimately does the most for, right? Everyone's all new technology going, makes really? porn better. You really know, the Sean internet win. The, the internet <laughs> came along. You didn't have to walk down to the Seven Eleven anymore or go behind <laughs> the curtain. You know, <laughs> the video store—it's right there in your home computer. Now you can just make your own porn. You know, that's what's coming next. And then oh, the man. porn will make you. All right. 210 <laughs> The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. I actually retired like two years ago. This is all AI. I'm not actually even here. I'm kidding. 210 <laughs> 210-599-5555. Here's uh Bill. Bill, how are you? Bill. Good morning. How are you guys? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? I'm outside in the in the cold filling up at Costco at two forty five a gallon. Oh. Eat your heart out, northern northern. <laughs> well, hopefully if we can hey, get Trump back about- in there, the gas prices will be even cheaper, so uh, well, if uh, this caucus last night has anything to do with it, we're looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, it hey, all depends Lloyd on what the bad guys are willing to do. Anyway, Lloyd Austin, what do you want to say? Yeah, you know, what happens if he takes vacation for a couple of weeks? He went in the hospital just for a few days. People are freaking out over it. Well, they're not freaking out that he had a medical procedure. They're freaking out because he didn't tell anybody. He didn't well, even tell his own deputy. Uh, do you do you really believe he didn't tell his deputy? Come on. We know that he didn't, dude. She was in Puerto Rico. Well, he didn't tell the president. He didn't tell his own staff. Well, telling the president doesn't do any good. He'll say, who are you? Who are you calling? <laughs> well, fair point, but there are protocols when you're the defense secretary. You're supposed to let people know when you're going in for a major medical procedure. Well, he probably didn't realize he was going in for a major medical procedure he had, to begin with. It was cancer, dude. It was prostate cancer. Yeah. But he went back in because something happened. I, so I guess what probably, I'm trying to say is what you're saying, him not telling anybody was no big deal? I'm sure that somebody knew. Somebody somebody was told that they could drop the bombs over. In, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. The bad guys them. knew, yes, apparently. <laughs> Fair point, man. I appreciate the call. 210-599-5555. We have a couple of more minutes here. This is a cool story. Let's end the day with a happy story. Okay, we have Harry Perez Cerisco, I think, or Cerito, I think is how you say it. Uh, he is now 100 years of age. Uh, Harry uh, is a veteran of World War II and the Korean War. In fact, uh, in Korea, he was shot in the back and he got a purple heart. Uh, he's from Texas, and he celebrates. Actually, I, I got his age wrong. He is now 101 years of age, and he celebrated his birthday at a Hooters in El Paso. God bless Hooters, man. How cool is that? And they sang happy birthday for him, you know. I love Hooters. <laughs> I love the restaurant. I just do. I've been a fan. I've, worked, I've done a lot of work with Hooters over the years. It sounded funny, but you know what I mean. When I was in rock and roll radio, I used to do my show live from Hooters every Friday night in Ocean City, Maryland. And uh, I think it's great. I think he had a great old time. He's going to celebrate every birthday he has left now at the Hooters in El Paso. 
Good on you, man. He may get tired of it, though. Why? I've never gotten tired of it. I love going to Hooters. My girlfriend in the 90s worked there, and the wings are cool for about four months. My wife's only complaint about Hooters is she doesn't like the wings. She doesn't think the wings are all that great. My wife will go with me to Hooters. In fact, I've taken the whole family unit to Hooters. I mean, a burger, their burger's better than the wings, I think. Do we really go to Hooters, though, for the quality of the food? I can, can I be honest with you? We, we go to look at the chicks. Okay, there I said it. We go to look at the chicks. People go to Twin Peaks for the same reason. Depends on who's working. I'm just saying, you. That's the see, what's going to destroy Hooters? Remember, in the, when I was doing a lot of work with Hooters and rock and roll radio back in the late 90s, you had a couple of lawsuits from dudes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, how's this figure out in the trans community? I'm waiting for some hairy-ass dude to walk up to my table in a Hooters outfit. <laughs> With some ranch dress. Hi, how you doing? Welcome to Hooters. Do you want to take some pictures? No! <laughs> there was a point in my life when I was going to die, I had it in a will that uh, my pallbearers were supposed to be Hooters girls. Okay. It would have taken a few of them because my ass was fat back then. Right. I love Hooters. It's just such a happy place. There's, what's, it's what's, a very original logo. It's man. so happy. It's a, who, who is unhappy when they go to Hooters, man? Welcome to Bulges. Can <laughs> I take your order? Well, Bulges. <laughs> How you doing? I'm Bert. I'll be your Hooters waitress for today. You want to try our new our uh, wings? You want some shrimp, uh, buffalo uh, uh, deep fried wings and shrimp? And you want to take a picture? No. So good on uh, uh, Harry uh, Ceriso, uh, World War II vet and Korean War vet, celebrated his 101st birthday at Hooters. I think that's badass. And as I mentioned earlier in the morning, I used to do a lot of work. I had an endorsement deal with Hooters in Ocean City, Maryland. If the sales department is listening, boy, I'd love to work with Hooters again. And uh, <laughs> It's been a long time for Sean. <laughs> has been a long time. <laughs> be kind of a different dynamic now than it was back then but anyway uh i i was gonna have yeah i i wanted my pallbearers to be hooters girls and and drop me in the uh in the hole there uh when i'm done well maybe we can arrange that for you i have a picture actually of my daughter when she was three months old or four months old you're not gonna say she was wearing orange dolphin my ex-wife her mom made her a little because we Made a lot of money off Hooters in those days, and she <laughs> made a little Hooters outfit for my daughter. I have a picture of my daughter, like three or four months of age, in a Hooters waitress uniform in my arms. That's cool. I once for I once fit. It was a Labor Day weekend when I worked at the beach on a rock and roll radio station. I was able to get twenty seven Hooters waitresses in an FM studio. Hmm. Twenty seven in a tiny ass, about half the size of this studio, not even. And I fit 27 Hooters girls into that studio. We took a picture. After the divorce, a picture, all the Hooters pictures went away. But it did happen. I was there. It was an AI. I got 27 Hooters girls into a studio for a broad, for my morning show. We're just supposed to believe you. It, not, it's true. It's a point of pride with me. 27, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things were a bit tight in the studio that morning. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, uh, Christian Blood, my good brother Trey Ware. Happy anniversary, brother. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Hello. My name is Dudesy, and I'm a comedy AI. Ugh. What you're about to hear is my second hour-long special. <laughs>